Hey there, welcome to another episode of the Delivered Zoomer podcast. I'm your host, Katya Borger. And I'm your co-host, Silas Maynard. We'd like to thank Discover Praxis for sponsoring and making this show possible. And we really hope you enjoy today's episode of the Delivered Zoomer podcast. Thanks for tuning in to today's episode. The topic that we are going to be discussing is the importance of prioritizing the well-being of your mind and mental health. Now, this is actually something that I have been a little bit struggling with lately because I feel like I've been working so much and I haven't been committing any time to myself and to, you know, really doing stuff that makes me really happy and, you know, just like relaxing and rejuvenating. You know, I'd like to hear your thoughts on this topic, Silas. So I guess I think what would be helpful is why don't you give us kind of like um, like a little bit of context in ter- terms of how you ended up here, right? Because I think that from my understanding, you, you've used to have like a pretty decent kind of balance, if you will, or, or um, harmony between work and, and personal life. So I'm kind of curious, like what have you done in the past typically? And then like what, what has really changed that's causing this for you? Yeah, so the situation is my bosses have been away on vacation for about three months now, which means that I am running basically the entire company. And, you know, that's that's a lot of pressure. But also, if the work doesn't get done, you know, I don't go home. And um, not to mention I am on call with the work phone 24-7, so I never really truly get to detach from anything. Okay, so basically, generally speaking, you know, had a bit more work life, but now more responsibilities kind of pile it up, and that's kind of um, taking a toll. So I guess um, maybe what are some of the what are some, when, when did you start to notice that this became an issue? Like, how did you start to identify it? And what were the kind of signs that you said, hey, you know, I really need to, to kind of refocus on this? You know, I think it's all been coming on pretty gradually because, you know, it started with I would go into the office on Saturdays, which I never had to do before. And then, you know, I'd be getting home really late at night. And instead of just sitting down and enjoying some time, I was you know, I needed to go to bed because I knew I would have to be up in like eight hours at the office again. And, um, you know, waking up at like 3 a.m. because I'm getting a call from like a tenant who has a water leak and, you know, being up to like 5 a.m. dealing with that. And it's all just been really, really taking its toll and um, gradually building up. And I feel like I haven't been doing anything I love to do in a really long time. I think, I think obviously these types of things happen a lot. And I think I, I've personally experienced this um, a number of times it's it's essentially a constant battle because um, I do work on Saturdays and I, I do that intentionally but um, what I've noticed it's times where I'm how, how could you say a little bit um, dissatisfied or kind of getting you can tell that it's getting fatigue is setting in um, it's normally because I tend to maybe skip my skip skip the fun things or the things that I intentionally put into my schedule to do something other than work, right? Even if that's still intellectual or like really draining or uh, intense, you know, activity such as like playing, uh, like listening to a book, right? And like very, I listen to books at two and a half speed. So it really like, I have to very much focus on what I'm doing. But again, that's something different than my, my day-to-day work. Even though it's the same kind of like activity, it's a brain power thing. It's very different. And 
when I stop doing those things because I'm quote unquote busy, as a result, I just get more and more fatigued. I actually like that you brought up podcasts because that's something that so something that I've been doing at work is when I have just really mindless activities that I'm doing where it's just like a bunch of repetitive work that I don't have to pay much attention to I've just been you know firing up my earbuds and I've been listening to some podcasts or some books or something that'll give me almost an illusion of a little bit of relaxation now I'm not saying that that's a good substitute to actually just taking time for yourself and unplugging I think that's very very important but um I do think that it helps having a little bit of I guess a little bit of variety in your day yeah so I guess what would you say let's, let's break it down into the specifics what what are some of the the tactics that you tend to be fo- tend to focus on or that you're planning to to implement to kind of re you know realign your personal and work life that's a really good question and i actually haven't given it much thought honestly i i just need to do something that will relax my mind and my body overall a lot of times what i'll do is if i'm having like a really stressful day i'll take my lunch break and i will just go to the gym and i'll work out and you know when i get back that really helps me feel like I put my mind in focus again and I think I need to discover more of those little outlets that help me feel alive and I definitely think I need to take some time off of work or you know really just have a frank conversation about how many hours I want to work um but yeah I guess just finding the outlets that that help you feel rejuvenated again yeah I think there's um I think there's an those things are obviously, I think, very, very good advice. I think I tend to do similar things, right? I think exercise is is extremely underrated because obviously when you're exhausted and you're tired, the last thing you think to do is to do exercise, right? Yeah. Um, however, like I can say over the past couple of months when I was traveling, um, was abroad and kind of just didn't have my, my usual routine. You know, I didn't have all the, you didn't have my running shoes with me or whatnot. I, I took like a month and a half between being in being home for Christmas and then being in Lisbon of just not running. Right. And normally I would run three, three to four times a week, including playing soccer on the weekends. And that, you know, that even though it's, it's kind of a pain in the neck, even though it's cold, whatever it, as a result, gets me to basically reset. And it's something that I think is severely underrated, whether that's even just going for a brisk walk or, or playing a sport you like, I think it's important. Um, I guess some of the other things that I've, that I've tried to do is I think it's important, especially for people who are working from home, it's probably more important for this is try to one tactic you can do is kind of create separation from your work, right? So whether you have, um, a dedicated workspace where you only do work, right? I think some people kind of separate out a, a section of their house or their room, right? They're, they may set up their computer on only one desk for work, but when they remove it, it's for personal time, right? Um, I think that that's a very important thing that is what, when I'm back in New York, I really enjoy, right? I have to commute. It's about 40 minute commute. Yeah, it's pain in the neck sometimes, but at the same time, it gives me a separation between work and home essentially. Um, I was complaining about a 10 minute commute today and here's here you are with your 40 minutes. <laughs> yeah. It's nice though, being in New York, obviously it's a little bit easier because you don't have to drive. Right. So you can, so you can, you can have a couple, couple trains to catch, but uh, as a result, you can focus on reading or doing something like that. Right. So it's kind of like a two birds and one stone situation. Um, 
one other thing that I guess, you know, maybe just to kind of go back to the whole reason we're talking about this, right? The importance of having good well-being, like mental mental health and uh, prioritizing this kind of balance is it's, it's important for you to feel fulfilled in life, right? Because if you go too long doing this, you're going to have these kind of like breaking points or massive valleys, if you, if you will. Right. Cause I think life, it's important to remember, first of all, like the mindset of you, you don't have to be perfect. Nobody's going to be perfect. So I think we need to remember that life has ups and downs and it's okay, but we want to try to avoid having major ups and major downs. Right. And kind of make those more of a flat, um, kind of a, a little bit less, a little bit more gradual. Right. And you can do that by, first of all, accepting the fact that you're human and not getting like, not assuming that you have to be perfect because when you assume perfection is, is the expected outcome, if you're not doing it, you're building up more and more pressure on yourself until it breaks and you just fall off the cliff. Right. Uh, I think that's one important thing. Right. And that's this whole idea. If you, if you're going to do that, if you're going to try to put pressure on yourself to, to be that perfect person, you know, you're going to work too hard. You're going to do these things that don't result in having a good life balance. And then before you know it, you might make a big mistake at work that could cost you your job, right? So all the work you put in kind of ends up being wiped away or washed away, or, or maybe you get so burnt out that you end up deciding to quit. So there's these things. I think it's very important to understand, like the principles of doing this are extremely important because if you don't do it, the consequences can be massive. Wow, I think that was really, really powerful. Very well said. And I've been actually, your last point really stuck with me about taking breaks. Otherwise, you're going to start making mistakes. And I think that an issue that a lot of young people run into in their career is we just don't know where our breaking point is. And I think that when you're early in your career, you know, go ahead and push yourself, you know, push boundaries and figure out where you, how far you can go, you know, because. Um, you might be able to go a lot farther than you think you are, but, um, you know, I've definitely, I've been, like I said, I've been exhausted and I went into the office and I think every single day last week, I caught myself like almost making a mistake. And, um, so that's just, it's not fun. And I guess I really would never would have known where my breaking point was until I really, you know, put myself into that position where I was working just nonstop. Yeah, I think I think it's an important idea to understand that there's a mindset shift that has to happen, right? So we, you know, changing actions in our life doesn't necessarily change who we are, but changing our mindset about things will change our, our actions, right? And if you think that there has to be like, you're trying to achieve some kind of like, you're trying to reach this plateau, where you like, you make X amount of money per year, you have certain kind of job lifestyle, whatever it is, achieving and going towards that is is, is, is fine and dandy. However, you need to realize that there's, there's a journey between the peak of the mountain and the bottom of the mountain, right? And that journey has to be recognized and acknowledged because Simon Sinek has a great, pretty popular um, talk, talk about this. I think it might've been one of the things that kind of made him um, really popular initially was he had this talk about um, how millennials specifically, obviously we're Zoomers and I think Zoomers are superior, no offense, millennials, but um, millennials have this idea that they want, they see the top of the mountain and they want to be there right away. They don't want the journey. And I think that's also true of pretty much any younger generation generally. Like we, we don't want to accept the fact that it takes a while to get there. 
So I think putting that in context and realizing, hey, there's actually a lot of valuable things along the way. It's an, it can be an enjoyable ride, but the way it can be enjoyable is by making sure you intentionally, again, the whole idea of this podcast being deliberate is intentionally put things along the way, put goodies along the way. I don't know how you want to say it, but plan that this is a journey, right? And if you're going to make this, let's call it that the journey of this mountain is 25 years to get to a some certain plateau, which again, by the way, there'll be another one after that. It doesn't really end. You have to plan that, right? You can't do all of that in a straight, you can't jog straight up the mountain. You're going to, you're going to die um, or slip and fall. Who, who knows, right? Break an ankle. And if you realize that it's going to take time, you should be planning and placing like break times and rest times in there. And the thing is for young people, we don't typically know this, right? Because our lifespan is short, right? 20 years for us is, is our whole life. 20, 22, you know, 22 years is our whole life. So, you know, five more years is an additional 25% of our life, right? So it's a lot to us. However, the way you can counter this is by talking and having mentors, people who are maybe ahead of you 10 years, the people who are ahead of you 20 years, 30 years, whatever it is, and getting more perspective from their, from their eyes. And seeing how they handle these things. Um, you have thoughts uh, on that? Yeah, I think it's important that people figure out a general direction of where they want to go. You know, even if it's like a really just rough sketch of what they think their life might be like. But then start setting small goals. And once you achieve those goals, give yourself a reward because, you know, you achieved your goal. And I think that's really important that when people got to recognize when they you know, accomplish something, you know, you need to be proud of that and you need to keep on going. And that's the way that you prevent from really getting in a rut and experiencing burnout. Yeah, I think, I think that again, the, just to reiterate, the, the biggest aspect is not actually, I think it's really important to emphasize the fact that it has to be viewed as a journey and a, like a, a status, right? It's not like uh, you're in a certain state while you're doing this journey and you're, you're working towards something. Yes. But you need to remember that making that money, that making that million dollars or whatever it is, that's not going to change who you are in the meantime. Right. Um, we'll talk about this next time, I think, but there was something I heard today that was interesting, which was, uh, Michael Phelps didn't become great when he achieved his first gold medal or his 12th gold medal. He, he achieved greatness when he made the decision to put in the work every day. Right. And to do those things, right? So I think that that to me is, is very fascinating. Um, I guess to, to move on from this point, I think there's a couple other um, tactical things that one can do to um, try to maintain a good well-being. So obviously, again, we're, we're talking about working. You got to have, you maybe have whatever work you can handle. Um, do the work, but also plan for breaks, right? Plan for, you know, blocking off your lunch hour. I'm very adamant about nobody scheduling meetings in my lunch hour. It only happens like once every two months. And when it does, I'm not generally happy about it. And so, so prioritizing things like that, doing things on the weekends, um, being protective of your time. So those kind of break times is important. Um, I think yeah, another- if, if you're carrying around a work phone or maybe it's your personal phone that you use for work, make sure you're turning it off at a certain time at night. Personally, after seven o'clock, I don't answer- any calls unless um it's an emergency and that's kind of like you know there's no way around it but make sure you have a cutoff from work every single night and make sure you're not starting work 
until you're ready to in the morning, you know, whatever time that may be for you, just have your break. Yeah, I think it's important having having the schedule and the the lines in the sand about when and when not to do things. Um, another thing that I found extremely helpful, especially in times of massive stress where I'm trying to make, you know, uh, big decisions in life or like, you know, it typically is like in the past when I was like looking at changing jobs, right? When I took this job, I had two opportunities on the table and I spent a lot of time journaling, right? It's a very stressful time, stressful time. So just journaling and or, or, or writing, writing your thoughts. It doesn't have to be journaling specifically. You can do it in a creative way that is productive other than just kind of getting the, the thoughts on the page. But that has been super helpful for me in the past. Um, just that idea of like formalizing your thoughts because really they're all jumbled in our mind and there's a concept there, but it's not formalized until we put it on paper. And once we put it on paper, as you're doing it, you're starting to like recognize what you actually think. Have you had any experiences with uh, with journaling in, in that regard? This show is made possible and sponsored by Discover Praxis. Are you looking to break the mold and take control of your future? Discover Praxis offers a career launching program tailored to your goals. Through Praxis, you are able to skip college and fast track your way to an awesome career in financial freedom. of Praxis participants graduate with a full-time job paying $50,000 or more. To learn more about Praxis, visit discoverpraxis.com forward slash modern wisdom. That's discoverpraxis.com forward slash modern wisdom. No, actually, I don't journal at all, and I've heard a lot of people who speak really highly of it and people who keep recommending that I start journaling, but it's just not something that I have started up yet but it's definitely something that I want to do in the future but um while you were talking I actually thought of an interesting point that somebody said to me once and I can't remember who it was um but the gist of the point was he said your mind holds on to so much that if you write it down somewhere that's safe then you can forget about it and it's one less thing that your mind has to hold on to and I really took that to heart and now everything of mine goes into my well all my meetings and all, you know, everything I need to schedule goes into my Google Calendar because then I get alerted of it and I don't have to remember it until like a half an hour before. Usually just writing it down itself helps me to remember it, but um, it's not something that I'm really stressing over, you know, not forgetting. And I definitely use that with, you know, I leave sticky notes everywhere as well, just constantly leaving myself little notes here and there of things that I don't want my mind to have to hold on to and then i think that might be from uh, have you read how to how to get things done i haven't no i think is that what's called i almost want to think that was mitchell earl who said it maybe that's possible yeah it sounds like something mitchell will say um shout out to mitchell um so okay so those those are some of the big things i'm trying to think of the other um i think I think those are the main things. I guess one other thing, there's a, there's a lot of tactics, right? I can link um, a blog post I wrote a long time ago that has some ideas in it. Um, but I think those are the big ones. Exercise, giving yourself space, creating kind of barriers, um, writing. Another one would be also um, your the food you eat, right? There's obviously, like I'm no nutritionist, but I know that there's definitely um, certain foods that are really not, not good for you uh, for your kind of like 
mental health, like the toxins and things, they, they tend to be help very, very bad for you, for your brain fog and things like that. Again, I'm not a, I'm not an expert on that. I would recommend checking out um, Dave Asprey's book, uh, Bulletproof, Bulletproof Diet. And his website has, I think, um, pretty interesting uh, food chart that kind of gives some, some generalizations on things there. Um, Absolutely. Empower your body for the day. That is a excellent point. And I'm really glad you brought that up. Yeah, I think food food is important. Obviously, the, the thing is, the thing I've noticed just throughout life in general is like I always want to you know separate all these topics and things and these principles. But the the reality is almost all these things are tied together, right? And that's why it's hard to have a podcast with one specific topic because really they're all interlinked and they all have kind of um, parts that, that come together. But um, I guess. I think those are kind of the main things I, I would recommend. And again, definitely if anybody wants to reach out, glad to chat about these, these situations. I think it's important. Maybe that could be one last thing to mention is being open about kind of how you're feeling and opening up. Um, bottling things up is never a good idea, right? I think that's um, something you can, you can look at a lot of probably your own family members. There's obviously many historical figures who've done terrible things probably because of failing to, yeah. um, you know, talk about their feelings. Um, so I think that that's an important thing, but I think, I think we've pretty much covered everything. Anything else you want to add to, to wrap up? I think that's actually a really good place to leave off a few points, just going over what we spoke about, prioritize your mind and your mental health, be it by journaling, reading, writing, do what you love. And I mean, you know, your mind and you know, your body. So just cater to your mental health and to really making an impact in how you feel. Um, that, that point you bring up is just like, you know, yourself, remember to follow your gut. I think that that's important if if you know, and if you pay attention and it takes practice to follow your gut, of course, but, but just do that. And I think that's a good place to end it. So yeah, thank you guys so much. And we'll see you next time. Hey guys, thanks for listening to this episode. I hope you enjoyed. Please do like, subscribe, tap the bell for notifications. If you're listening on Apple Podcasts, we really appreciate that review and that rating. And we'll see you next time on the Deliberate Zoomer Podcast.